I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. And welcome back, everybody, to an off-season edition of the 5.5 Podcast. Your two favorite fat bastards are back, Danny Ortiz alongside Eric LeBou. Welcome back, Eric. Hey, man. I'm really excited, dude. I'm excited to get into it because there's a lot going on, but there's not a lot going on in Padre Land. There's a lot to talk about, about a lot that we want to happen or are hoping. But realistically, yeah. nothing's going to happen. No. Let's preface this whole podcast with we know that probably 98% of the shit that we're talking about now is not going to happen. More One, than because likely. we're always wrong. And two, because if the Padres have to spend money to do anything, it's not going to happen. You know it, I know it, everyone knows it. <clears throat> I'm choking at the idea that the Padres may actually spend any money. No, you're absolutely right. Probably not, but we'll uh, we'll jump right into it here as we kick off the holiday season with our first podcast since, God, when the hell is the last time we were here? The last week of the season. Jesus, that feels like <laughs> ages ago. Anyways, yeah, it does. Uh, the big rumor that's come out the last uh, couple weeks, or seemingly over the weekend, was a trade that was proposed what feels like a month ago when you read more into it, but it's been a while since it was actually proposed. But the idea that Will Myers and his contract, which I don't feel is that bad, but his contract would be dealt to Seattle. The Padres, in turn, would get back Gene Segura, who signed for four more years guaranteed and would assumedly be their starting shortstop. And the Mariners would also dump Mike Leake's contract, which I believe has two years left, half of which is being paid by the Cardinals um, in return. What are your thoughts on that deal, Eric? Number one, would you do it? And I know you're a Myers guy. Would you do it? Well, first of all, is that still a thing? Like, I feel like if they if they said that it was on the table or they were talking about a couple weeks ago, I feel like if a deal was going to get done, it would have been done by now. I feel like if the Padres could have done that deal, they would have done it already. Because let's face it, I mean, the, the Mariners, they'll take whatever prospects they can get, <laughs> yeah. right? And the Padres have plenty of prospects. I don't. It, it seems like the money kind of adds up, but it's not... You know, it's like, hey, this this uh, it makes sense, but it's probably not going to happen. Well, the card the uh, the Cardinals, excuse me, the the Mariners um, save I think twenty million total in uh, future payroll by taking on Myers' contract, where they could but they're giving him. away a really good player in Segura. It just it doesn't they make are. sense to me if if the Mariners are trying to rebuild. It doesn't make sense to me to where the only piece going back there or the main piece going back is Will Myers plus a prospect. I mean, like, yeah, they, they need prospects, but they need multiple prospects. I agree. Like, just Myers and a prospect doesn't seem like it would be worth what the Padres are rumored to be getting back in that trade. Maybe we'll use your threat that they either they're going to make the trade or we'll include Kyle Quantrill. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously, dude. And it's like, to, to answer your question, would I do that trade being a uh, Myers guy? I'm a big Myers guy, but if that's the trade, if it's Mike Leake and if it's Gene Segura and you're giving up Will Myers, I'm doing that, dude. It's like I put on Twitter, I'm doing that deal yesterday. Yeah. And I really like Will Myers, but when you when it comes down to it, there's not really. I think there's still a spot for him on the team, but you can make an argument where he doesn't have a spot anymore. He is the odd man out. He is. We there's a big log earlier. jam, dude. Yeah, huge log jam. And the thing is, it's not like Myers is a solidly above average hitter. He's not a superstar. I don't know if he'll ever he'll ever put up the the 80, 90 games he played in Tampa his rookie year. I don't know if he'll ever do that again over a full season. But he is a solidly above-average player. I think if he hit the open market now as a left fielder or a first baseman, he probably easily makes 12, maybe 15 mil right. on a on a three- to five-year deal. You know, he'd, he'd get a solid contract, and he's still young. There's still some upside left because he's still got a couple years left in his 20s. But 
I agree with you. If that was a deal on the table, you absolutely jump on it. I know there's been some stuff floated around on Twitter like, well, does that mean you move Segura to second and dangle Urias? Does that mean you move uh, Segura to third and put keep Tatis at short? Personally, if they did do this deal, and I know it takes them off the more valuable position, that's an absolutely valid statement. I'd push Tatis to third only because it does make the team better and you plug two holes in one shot. You don't have a shortstop. And we don't know what Tatis, as much as he's raking where he's at now, we don't know what he's going to look like when he actually faces like major league level competition. Yeah, I feel like that trade, it, it plugs two holes. You're, you're killing two birds in one stone. Absolutely. That's what you're doing. And, and uh, Segura, he can pick it, dude. So if you put him at short and Tatis at third, yeah, I'd rather have Tatis at, at short. But <laughs> if that's how the cookie crumbles for the Padres... I'm down with it because we haven't had a good shortstop in a long time. So Segura fills that hole. He's not a one-year stop gap. No. And you move Tatis to third, and that fills another hole for us, a third base that we've had for a long time. And even if it doesn't work out, let's just say, you know, they keep – and I think Tatis, unless he just destroys uh, Peoria, I think he probably starts the year in AAA, which I think is good. I think it's good for him to get at-bats in AAA. It's fun to watch him, like, tear up the Dominican League. Oh, dude, those bat flips. They are amazing. Damn. But, but let's be honest. Number one, I do want to say, this is why I love the WBC. They treat a fucking home run like we treat it in the adult league. Yeah. Everybody dives and runs and sprints out of the dugout to go give the high five. You got the assembly line of high yep. fives. Damn it, that's how it should be. Not this conservative, let's <laughs> wait in the dugout and not high five the guy bullshit. Let's it's- give the silent treatment. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, it is. If I ever go yard ever again. Don't silent treatment me, please. Yeah, that's a tired bit. Yeah, it's a very tired bit. Um, but let's be honest. The Dominican leagues, the, the Mexican leagues, all that, that shit's double A at best. Right. At best. He's facing an array of different... It'd be like him going to the KBO and hitting 40 bombs. Like, <laughs> oh! Like, that's a hitter's league. Like, it's yeah. it's the equivalent of, like, double A baseball. You know, it's not, um, it's not that... Uh, it's not that competitive. I mean, he's an elite prospect, so he's going to hit over there. So um, I think it would be smart to probably give him at least a month in AAA because he, he lost a lot of fucking time. He did. I mean, what he, he I think he went out like June. Uh, no, July, right after the All-Star break. Around that time. So he lost most of July, all of August. He didn't play in the AFL. Um, he got well, he seems to have not league. have missed a step because, <coughs> no. yeah, I know it's the making league, but he's tearing it up. Man. He is, yeah. I mean, he, he looks good there, but I'd like to see him in AAA just to, you know. Oh, same. Yeah. Get, Let him destroy AAA. Yeah, just kill it for a little while and yeah. then come back up. Um, but, I mean, unless he tears it up, I can see a situation where, you know, if they get Segura, yeah, you can plug him in there. You've got Greg Garcia, you know, floating oh, around. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Monta Vista alumni? No, Valhalla. Valhalla, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Fun fact, he has never got a hit off of Miserable SD fan. Oh, fun fact, I've never gotten a hit <laughs> off of any of the major league players I happen to face. Yeah. Adam Jones did walk me, so uh, there's that. Well, that's good. Yes, I have some success. But anyways. Um, so what would you do? Let, let's say the Padres pull off that trade. How do you handle that? I would handle it in that I'd still keep Tatis, unless he, like I said, unless he just absolutely tears it up. I'd handle it in that Tatis stays down for a month, month and a half in AAA. Let him get around the league a couple plays times. plays third? Oh, that's a great fucking question, actually. Because you don't have Myers anymore because the trade went down. That is true. God damn it, if only we still had Via. We didn't sell him to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um, or Spangenberg, know. right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have... Uh, can Perella play third? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Andy Green's probably calling him right now. Yeah. Hey, can you play third? He'd probably have to at that point. Honestly, I mean, if, if that's the case, like, they don't have anybody else. I mean, at that point, I have no faith in a Swahe whatsoever. I wish they'd have DFA'd him over Spangenberg, honestly. Same. But you know what? That, I know that Esteban Kiro's kid, they're looking at him. I think he's, like, left-handed via. 
basically, except he's a second shortstop, third type. Mm-hmm. If he can play shortstop, he can probably play third, right. fair to say. So maybe you run him out there for a little while and see if he can stick. Give Ty France a couple months. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad idea either. Give Ty France a couple months. I might, be a, I might be a little bit higher on Ty France than I should be. Maybe, but I mean... I'm it, not saying he's going to be a, a cornerstone of a future They added him to the 40-man team. roster. But I think he's going to be solid. Yeah, they, they added him onto the roster and they could have left him open uh, for... Wait, uh, for uh, the Rule 5. So there's something there. But yeah, that doesn't hurt, right? Maybe run a platoon out there or something. There's some options there. So I would do that because worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out with Segura, whether it's this year or next year, you can always trade him. It's not like his contract is off. I think he's only making... I want 14. To say, there we go. I was going to say 13 to 15. I think his annual average value is like 15. And then he has like a 5 million buyout for a fifth year. Yeah. It's not like you can't move that contract. And he's hit enough the last two years where if he... He has to play short, though. I think the, the threshold offensively for second base, I might be completely wrong. I haven't bothered to look it up. I think it might be a little bit higher at uh, second base than it is for shortstop. So I think that's where his, his main value is. If the, if the goal was to move him to third, absolutely not. Don't do it. But... He could play it short, and then worst case scenario, maybe you trade him when Tatis is ready, or when you figure out, well, this season is going nowhere. Yeah, I'm not playing Segura at third. I feel like his bat, it doesn't play at third. Well, I mean, he gets on base, but you want more power, dude. You want yeah. more power at your third baseman, and that's a 412 slugging is not enticing at third. So selfishly, selfishly, I, I kind of want that trade to go down because I'm sick of having to, to defend Myers. <laughs> I'm sick of it, dude. He does kind of step in it a lot, like. I, we, we broke down his comments on the uh, Aswahe, the I'm um, streaming dude, where he's like, uh. you know, about doing the drills. I just, it's, it's a bad look. And I, I feel like Will Myers Apparently gets shit on. he pisses with the toilet seat down. I feel like he gets shit on more than he deserves. So I'm I'm kind of open to the idea of him being moved, especially if we get a quality piece like that. Because it's not a dump. It's not like you're dumping him for some high-level, uh, you know, guy in low A. Yeah. You know, a rookie ball, which... Even then, you can make your your argument for that, but you're getting rid of him. You're getting a great piece in Segura back, so I'm I'm getting more and more open to the idea of moving Myers just to kind of be done with it. Like, yeah. he, he, honestly, you want to know where he lost me? He lost me at the hair plugs. I was just gonna say the hair what, plugs, what the toupee, ra- whatever. What are we rating the, the toupee on a on a tw- on a twenty eighty scale? That's where he lost me. <laughs> just embrace it, guys. So bad. Just embrace it's it. It's so bad when when I don't know who the hell made like made reference to it because when the post pictures poster were like. Oh, his hair looks a little funny. Yeah. And then somebody pointed out, like, that's absolutely toupee, where you can see the fucking seam yeah. over his crown. Yeah. It's amazing. Really bad. So bad. You know, what we haven't talked about in this, because obviously Segura is the main piece, right? Like, that's the piece everybody would be looking at yeah. um, as far as coming back. Mike Leak, in and of himself, <clears throat> excuse I'm me. I'm not a big league guy, he, I'm not, if we're being honest. I'm not big on Leak from a standpoint of, like, oh, what a great player. But I feel like we're kind of... At least what we're talking about right now, like maybe we're shortchanging him um, a little bit. Right now, he's making 16 mil this year, uh, 15 mil next year. Of that total, what is that? 31 million. Nine of it is paid by the Cardinals. So nine out of so it's at 22 total million dollars for two years at 11 million to get 200, 220 innings, mediocre innings. Like that's what we want Clayton Richard to be. I'm more than happy to take on Leak because I think there's value in bulk, right? Like you're you're paying for bulk innings. It's what we think Jacob Nix might be or Lucchese might be. I would just I don't know. I would I would like it a lot better if he missed more bats. But then again, if he did, then this deal wouldn't be on the ta- on the table. Exactly. And and you know, we we are absolutely upgrading defensively. You know, I mean, 
Segura maybe, maybe isn't better than Galvis, but he has a similar track record at short where it's kind of up and down. Right. You know, but the glove could be there. Who knows? Maybe Seattle was just really good at positioning him at shortstop. Uh, Andy Green supposedly is a wizard with the shifts and all that, so who knows? But it could be defensive positioning, but Urias is better at second base than anybody we've had since, what, Mark Loretta? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Third base, if you put Tatis over there, there's an above-average defensive shortstop who probably turns into a well-above-average all-star level defensive third baseman. So getting a guy like Leak, you know, he could he could pitch up a little bit here and, and do well. All he needs to do is work with Darren Balsley. Oh, God. <laughs> Working under Darren Balsley's tutelage <laughs> should bring him back to form. And he's a San Diego guy, so he'd be coming home. Whoop-tee-fucking-do. Yeah. I could care less about that. I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I would like that. But I feel like if that move gets made, that move in particular, um, there's going to be a lot more moves. Like, there's a lot more dominoes to fall after that. I think personally, so I don't know, man. But let's let's focus upon um, like let's say that move doesn't get made, right? Because if it happened a few weeks ago, it's probably not going to get made. Yeah, I, I, I would mean, think I feel like not. when I read up on it, it was made like a month ago. Yeah, so like right after the World Series ended at like the uh, the GM meetings up in uh, Carlsbad, which uh, I believe H.J. Preller tried to infiltrate. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, just, uh, I think that's when it was like floated around. And it's, I've it's, also heard yeah. people saying that it could just be Will Myers for Mike Leake straight up. I hate that. I would, I would hate I that. I hate that. I would absolutely because that's like, a straight salary dump. They'd have to send something out. Give me something, not Edwin Diaz, but give me, give me something. They're not going to trade Mitch Haniger, but you know, give me. Give me some. Give me like a high-end arm that throws gas, and he's like twenty. Yeah. Although knowing uh, Depoto, he's not there because you know, he trades everybody. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I would. I would absolutely because that's clearly a salary dump. And don't get me wrong. There's like I said, there's value in getting bulk from Mike Leake. He has been a two-win player each of the last two years. He's you know what you're getting with him, right? Like you're not you're not gonna go out and get all oh, this great deal that may or may not happen. You know. He's giving you 180 to 200 innings or 220, whatever it may be. He's probably going to have a four to four and a half ERA. He's going to be a league average starter who eats up a ton of innings and makes all 30 to 33 of his starts. Great. There's value in that. I'd rather have Will Myers if that's the case. Same. I mean, let's talk a little bit about kind of the log jam because I feel like the log jam and resolving the log jam can kind of paint a more clear picture of where they go from there, whether it be free agency or other trades. So the way you look at it now there's a huge logjam. So they have, you're looking at the corners, right? Uh, Renfro, Reyes, Cordero, and you have Myers. Who I think is really an outfielder. He's an outfielder. Yeah. Let's let's face it, he's an outfielder. I I would like to see him get an entire offseason and spring training at third base, but that's besides the point. So you have Reyes, you have Renfro, you have Cordero, and you have Myers. That's four guys for two corner outfield positions. So something's got to give there. Something's got to give. So you kind of look at who's the odd man out. Now, with the uh, Donaldson signing, I know you really wanted Donaldson, but... I did, but not for one year. Not for one year? No. Well, yeah. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I didn't want him for one year either. Now, um, if you guys are listening to this, if you don't know already, um, James Clark broke the news to Padres Twitter that uh, Josh Donaldson has signed a one-year deal um, with the uh, Atlanta Braves. Uh, one year, $23 million, which I first saw from James Clark of the East Village Times. So, um, oh, you they, look at that. They actually spent $25 million so far on uh, free agents with the Brian Yeah, with, with him and McCann. <laughs> so, so, you look at that, and they have Donaldson now, right? So. Yeah. There was t- there's been also rumor talk about us trading uh, for is it Camargo? 
Johan, is that how you pronounce Camargo. his name? Yeah, Johan Camargo. Camargo. And they were talking about maybe Renfro going over there. So that kind of clears it up a little bit. If you flip Renfro over there, then you have Myers, you have Reyes, you have Cordero. Then you have three guys for two spots, which I'm okay with. And you can't forget about Jankowski because he can play all three outfielders. Yeah, I think Jankowski is, is locked in as their basically go-to fifth outfielder. He's yeah, defensive replacement, base running. Yeah, and I think he has value there. I'm not big on Jankowski, but I do think he has value as that role. Yeah, so if you look at it that way, if we make that trade, you trade Renfro, you get back Camargo. You have your third baseman, Camargo. That's your guy. Myers then even move, either moves to right or more than likely back to left. Yeah, I I, I would I liked him in left field. I remember we mentioned at the I end of the year. I thought he was fine yeah, out in left. I test-wise, he looked good. The metrics line up with that. Um, at last I checked, at least uh, defensive runs saved, but small sample size. I think he's better off in left field the rest of the way through, honestly. Um, we said this towards the end of the year uh, during the season that the best outfield they could possibly field, at least in my opinion, I think you agreed at the time, maybe you've changed your mind, but the best outfield they I'm could field. I'm known for that. Yes, indeed you are. <laughs> Flip-flopping like a sandal in PB. Yep. But the best outfield would have been Myers, Margot, and Cordero. To me, that's their best all-around potential outfield because you got three guys, all that's of fair. which can run. Mm-hmm. One of which is very good defensively. It's established. Two of which could probably get better. All three of which have, I think, higher ups. They have higher upside as a total player compared to two lumbering oafs in the corner and Renfro and Reyes. Because as much as I like both of those guys, Reyes more than Renfro, and that just seems like defense just goes down the shitter if those two guys are out there. With the Camargo deal, I'd absolutely do it. My thing is, is that. The Braves aren't dumb. They're very forward-thinking. Alex Anthopoulos, who I wanted the Potters to hire when uh, Mike D got fired for mysterious reasons um, as, like, the president of baseball operations to kind of be a filter for Preller. Um, he's really smart. And right now there's there's rumors coming out that now that they've signed Donaldson, who I think is a steal at $23 million, I think he's I think he's got an all-star year coming if he can get to 120 games. I don't think he's healthy enough for that. But I if think, it's one year, fuck it. One year, yeah. I, I, think, I think he's going to have a big year coming. Now... With that, there are now rumblings coming out that Camargo's basically going to be their Ben Zobra. See, he can play everywhere. I'm sure he can man left field. He's, he's athletic enough to play second, short, and third. They They'll probably... trade him for the right package, and they need oh, an absolutely. outfielder. That's absolutely. why I'm saying Renfro right. fits the bill. He fits the bill in that it's something that they need. But would... if you're the Padres, okay, if you're the Braves, and you have Yohan Camargo, and you know, I can stick this guy and get at worst average defense at second, short, and third, and I can probably plug him into left field and just kind of mix and match his bat in the lineup and get value that way in the way that Ben Zobris provides value in the way that like an Ian Happ or up until this year Javi Baez provides value where you just you're bouncing all over the field right is that more or less valuable than a 300 on base hitter who's probably more of a platoon player and really limited everywhere else other than hitting the ball over the field or the fence when he makes contact if I'm the Braves that doesn't look enticing at all maybe Reyes looks a little bit more enticing because he's, he's seen, the same thing as what Renfro is. He then, is, if, but if he has, you're using those descriptions. He is, but the two things with Reyes is that he's younger, and he also had a higher walk rate last year. I had said this before when we talked, you know, before that he's going to have to hit basically how he hit the second half to maintain his value because he's not going to be good defensively. I think that's a given. Right. At best, maybe in left, he's average. But he is a more enticing player to me if I had to look through the two and which one am I going to give up. But I can't see them moving Camargo. Um, now that they have Donaldson, because I think, and they're smart, that there's more value in having Camargo bounce around and getting, you know, four or five hundred plate appearances playing multiple positions, than getting four or five hundred from Renfro, who's pretty limited in terms of what he brings back. Okay, well let me ask you this: if it's 
how about would you take a less enticing um, outfielder in Renfro if also uh, another piece is attached? It depends so let's on what say, they're going to give up. Let's say, okay, you need to fill in uh, an infielder type, right? So we get to throw, uh, hey guys, this is for you Padres Twitter. You get to throw Aswahe in the deal. Oh, God. Right? Does anybody want him? I don't even think his so mom Ren- would take him on Here's the team. thing. Here's the thing. Are you going to tell me if you're the Braves? Okay, so toss in Aswahe. That's halfway a joke. But you have uh, the infielder. You have the backup infielder that Camargo would have. You have the outfielder. You have Renfro, guy that brings power on base, kind of, kind of slacking, but whatever. But let's also say Padres have a lot of, um, they have a very strong relief core. So let's say we That's toss true. in a reliever. You're gonna tell me if you're the, if you're the Braves, because they're gonna, they're obviously making a run this year. They want to, they think they can do it. A reliever helps. A reliever helps big time. So if you toss a reliever in there too, I think if you do Renfro, reliever, and a, a piece of shit like Oswahe, I think that deal gets done. I think it depends on what reliever it is. I don't, dude. It doesn't matter. For the they Braves, so it's going to depend. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm hesitant to say Yates <laughs> because, but I, take well, your thing, pick. Take well, your pick, dude. Stammen's on a one-year deal. I mean, they might. It, it's. It doesn't depend for me from the Padres standpoint on what reliever. You can pick whatever the fuck one you want. You can yeah. take Castillo if you want. Stock. That's, what, I, that's I know. the per, the first person I was going to think of was Castillo. Castillo. Yeah, and, and I mean, excellent strikeout rate last year. So for me, I want the position player. So I'm doing that. My. My thing is that I don't know what the Braves would value that we have that we're willing to give up unless – I mean, unless they're they're not going to take on the contract of Will Myers. I mean, it would be great if they did because I think he's a fit there and he doesn't have to be the man in that lineup, right? You know, they've already got Acuna and Freeman and Donaldson. Myers would basically be hitting fifth or sixth at that point. So you're saying move Myers over there? For I would Camargo? offer they're, I don't think they're going to trade Camargo, but I would do it. I think they're going to trade Camargo. I think all the pieces are there to make the trade. I've, I feel like the Padres and the Braves line up perfectly, but why the hell would you send Myers over? If we're sending Myers over there, what are we getting back? Camargo. You would you would do that deal. You think that's fair for the Padres? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck no. How is that fair for the Padres? You get a player who can play multiple positions that, number one, you don't really have a Myers source. plays multiple positions. Guess what? He's played left. He's played right. He's played center. He's played first. And he's played third. And he has done none of them well except left. <laughs> but Camargo, you're getting a guy who... this is Fuck no, dude. Yes, absolutely. Camargo is probably a better base runner. Offensively, just offensively speaking. Off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure Myers... Is a 315, 430, 440 career slugging. Camargo is a 343, 455 career slugging. He's done that two years in a row. He's significantly, not significantly, but he's like three or four years younger. He plays more positions. He's an excellent base runner. Well, maybe not excellent, but he could be a better base runner. But defensively, he has more value. So you're getting a guy who offensively fits the profile of what Myers has done in you know his time here. Plus, he plays positions you don't have any guys at. He can fill in at short until Tatis is ready and then go to third. He can fill in at second on days. He can maybe go to the outfield. To me, he's a better overall player. If I have to eat contract and say, okay, we'll eat a third of Myers' contract the rest of the way through, I'm making that trade to get Camargo and to plug him in at third base. I don't know about that, man. So a couple things. One thing for sure that I want to know about Camargo is where did this power come from? Where did this power come from? Because, because he slugged 450 two years in a row. It's not like it's new. What do you mean two years in a row for Camargo? Yeah, I'm looking right at it. Pretty sure he slugged 450. No, I gotta find it because of course. Oh, I'm sorry. Down. You're right, but yeah, I'm I'm looking more so at the homers. Yeah, well, of so course up, you are. Up to this year, <laughs> of course you are. Up to this year, he has about 20 home runs, and then in 2019, he hits 19 bombs. For Still Atlanta. hit 27 doubles. So it's just it's kind of odd to me on where that comes from. Perhaps the let fly me take ball a, ratio went. Let up. me take a, a closer look at the numbers for 
Camargo. Sure. I, I just I feel like personally, like I'm looking at his last two full seasons. I'm looking at the he on only base. has one full season. He played like I'm 80 looking games. in the minors. Oh, oh, I see. I'm looking in the minors. So he had three. Well, straight. remember the ball's juiced. Yeah, so it's a different baseball. Like yeah. nobody saw Tuve hitting 15. The to 20. highest in the last three full years in the minors that he's had. He's got on bases at 313 clip. He's got 340 at the at the major league level. He's played a season and a half worth of games. Okay, so you don't th- at the same time you don't think Reyes is going to hold on what he produced in his first half season, but you think Camargo's magically going to hold? I think Camargo, one will and one won't. Well, I have Camargo has a bigger sample size to draw from. It had been different going into this like last year. Reyes so, played 80 games. Camargo has played what a, a one and a half times as many? I don't know. And Camargo also plays a... We need infield. We need left side infielders. We don't have a third baseman. We don't have a shortstop. I don't want Greg Garcia over there. I'm okay if they don't make any moves and run Myers out there. But to me, Camargo is young. He's got, what, four to five years of control. He's cheap. And he plays two positions that are premium for this team that they don't have. I don't give a fuck about someone being cheap. About a player being cheap. That's the last thing. I feel like we need to get that out of our mindset, dude. Because that's always the first thing that comes to Padre Twitter's mind. It's like, oh, hey, Padres have a chance at this guy. Oh, let me run to uh, Baseball Reference and look at his contract and how that looks. The Padres have nothing but free money. They can I burn agree money. With you they can be the Joker in the Dark Knight. Burn money. Guess what? They're still not at the Major League Median. So I don't care about money. So who I plays, really don't care about who money. Who plays Lau in that situation? Is that Kikuchi when we sign him? Is at the top of that dollar pile? Let's not go that route. <laughs> I don't care about money. I really don't care about money. I don't care about money either. But Put we- it this way. As I look at his numbers, I look at Camargo's numbers, it would sting. It would sting for me. I wouldn't riot. Okay? I've, I've How calmed would you down not the last riot? minute he's, and a half. He's, got, he's had two he's years solid. as good or better he's than solid. Myers at positions we can't field right now. I don't know. Adequately field, I should say. Right now, if you have opening day roster right now, Greg Garcia is your shortstop and Myers is your third baseman. And I, I think with the money, we have to take in consideration if we're going to realistically talk about these scenarios because... Whether we like it or not, and I've been, I have been on Twitter fucking running the campaign, spend fucking money. These guys are billionaire owners. They own a billionaire franchise. They have money. They're getting money from different revenue streams. They have money. They have money, period. Yeah, duh. They, they can spend if they want. It's a matter of whether or not they want to spend or they want to use the Padres, as somebody on Twitter said it, as an ATM machine. So I think they should spend, but we have to be realistic with given their history, number one, Every time they've spent, they've eaten shit. Even though they didn't really take on like a ton of money, they did take on contracts in 2015. They ate shit for that. James Shield was an awful free agent signing. Hosmer looks like an awful free agent signing. Whether you think he bounces back or not, if you're not going to give Will Myers $20 million a year, you think that's it's too much? It's not looking so good No, thus far. If, if you're complaining giving a younger player in Will Myers $20 million a year, Hosmer's making that. And their numbers career-wise are not that different. Like, Would you give Brandon Belt Eric Hosmer's contract? Probably not. Okay. Well, Brandon Belt is better than Eric Hosmer to this point. He might be a little older, but at bat for at bat, he is a better player. That's the thing, though, is that they have been burned on two of their free agent contracts the very first yeah, year but they how, got it. You're not going to get burned if you sign guys like, let's say, Harper or Machado. You're oh, not I, getting I, burned I, with either one of those guys. No, you're not. Not for like the first five or six years, assuming yeah. they don't opt out after four or five years. But And I agree with you. But to look at the Potter's situation and their habits, they're going to want to make a trade more than they're going to want to do a free agent signing. For 100%. Whatever, yeah, for 100%. whatever reason. So given that, if they eat Myers, if they have to eat half of that contract, to me, Camargo is worth it. I'm not going to go on fan crabs and go do the uh, surplus value stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> to me, if they're, gonna eat, <laughs> you're welcome. if they're going to eat uh, Camargo's, or, uh, Myers half of his salary for the remaining, oh, I don't know how long he has on here. Let me pull his contract up. He's got like five years at least. 
Myers. at least. Uh, 1920. We'll say four or five. He's got five. He's got five years left. It's, uh, let's see. Well, even then, he's got four years guaranteed because he has a, uh, a buyout. So it's $5 million this year, and then it's twenty-two five each of the next three. So I'm eating half of that and saying, hey, look, we'll, we'll pay eleven point two five from 2020 on. Like, we won't pay anything this year because it's cheap. But you So know, you're sending him Myers? You're sending him half of Myers' not, contract? To get Camargo. But I'm not Camargo. sending anything else. But nothing else. Correct. Because I think Myers fits. Myers is an above-average hitting left fielder who can plug into that lineup now. He doesn't have to hit leadoff. You know, Acuna can probably hit second. Uh, fucking Freeman can hit third. Donaldson can hit fourth. Myers is your number five guy. He's your second offense. He's your second guy behind Donaldson to drive in the runs and to, to put into high leverage situations. So he's not the man anymore. Like he is this. Even last year, like we needed him badly. Yeah. And they sucked when he was hurt because Hosmer was not cutting the mustard. It does. It does seem like it would benefit him to kind of fall back a little bit. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, he admitted he he's he's very honest. I feel like to a fault. He's very honest. Told Darren Smith in a great insightful interview like yeah you know I, I wanted to be the guy and I tried it's just not me I think going to Atlanta you know being a kind of you know, an additional piece like hey we think Myers is a piece he's not the guy you know Freeman is the guy Acuna is the guy um, I think they have fucking prospects galore but they can plug him in bat him fifth you know and not worry about oh you know he has to produce and they'd be paying him five mil this year and then 11.25 the rest of the way through Hell, tell the Potters, hey, we'll pick up the fucking option here if you don't want him. I don't know. I, I just feel like Camargo's a little bit of a risk. I mean, it's all a risk. Signing Myers was a risk. To me, he's a safer risk because there's positional versatility and there's value in that. It's it's an Ian Happ, uh, Ben Zobris, not Javi Baez level. Actually, maybe a little bit. He's got a higher on base than Baez. But it's that kind of player where even if he grades out as like a league average or slightly better hitter, there's more coming to the table in terms of ability that gives you value elsewhere. That's why I like Camargo. Because worst case scenario, if Hudson Potts, you know, if he makes the adjustments in Double A this year, he might be ready to go in 2000, halfway through 2020. He could be your everyday third baseman the back end of 2020. If that's the case, and Camargo turns out to be, hey, you know what, we're eating 11 mil a year, but he's a solid, you know backup where we can just kind of plug him in around you know the infield and the outfield that's still value you still can get value from that even if that's what is ends up happening worst case scenario i think right now he's got a big enough sample size where you can say he's probably going to hit 280 with a 330 on base slug 450 he can play third he can play second or short he can fill in if urias's hamstring doesn't heal fuck it go play him at uh, second base or play him at third and bring kiros up he has that versatility. That's why I like the Kiros pickup. If you want to talk about the Rule Five guys, yeah, I'd rather not. Yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of coming. I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like I I'm love kind it of when I speak logically and I can see on your face you're like, damn it, he's making no. Some, what it was, no, some what it was sense. is, is I look, I was looking at the numbers, yeah. um, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm leery to give up on Will. I just really am. I feel we're like, not giving up on Will. You I, are, well, I, I believe in Will Myers. I believe in Will Myers. When they signed Hosmer, as much as I said, like, good, good job, you know front office and good job ownership for for spending money you know we should give them some credit where credit's due they have invested into this team at a level that previous ownership good old jeff morad did it but and fucking moors who just band-aided the team i want them to spend more and they should be accountable to spend more but 
the minute they signed Hosmer, it displaced Myers. And to me, it's, it's kind of like when they got Alonzo, right? Like, yeah, Leandro Alonzo was a good prospect. Like, nobody doubted he was a good prospect. Oh, whoops, we had Rizzo at first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as soon as you got him, you knew, fuck, that's going to displace Rizzo. There's nowhere for him to go. The difference is that they tried to move Myers around. It's just not working. There's just no place for him here anymore. And, I mean, that's really what it just comes down to. That's, that's a really sad thing to say. There's just no place for Will Myers on the Padres anymore. I don't think I don't think Renfro has much of a market because he's a platoon bat. Um, I think Reyes has higher upside, but I think he's limited in that he probably should just play left. I'm not dumping Cordero for anybody, and unless this other trade happens, um, which we'll talk about here in a second, you know, there's really no place you can put him. I think he'd be at worst below average at third or at best, but that's at best, and you're playing him out of position. I think it's best for him to be moved to a team where he can play left field. Or he can play first base. There's more options as a corner outfielder, which he looked fine at and left, than any place else. And if they got to eat some of the contract to get a good player going back, I'm willing to do that so we can free Will Myers and just let him be Will somewhere else. I mean, it sucks balls because I really like Will Myers. Yeah. Well, it's it's more so I really wanted it to work out. Like I really wanted it to work out here. And honestly, until he's traded, I mean, hey, there's still he's hope. Still here. There's still hope for us, uh, Will Myers apologist. Yes. I'll use in quotes. But are we getting uh, are we getting Thor? Are we getting Cindergard or what? You know what? The more I hear about it, the more I think there's like at best a 50-50 chance. There's been some stuff floating around uh, at uh, I don't know if that's his at name, but Dan Federico on Twitter, who I have uh, I tagged you in a couple things today because apparently you've been out of the loop. <laughs> no, I saw those. One of the tweets you tagged me, and I read. Okay, like perfect. Yeah, so. He and has, I, I appreciate you giving credit to, to that guy on Twitter because Padres Twitter doesn't give enough credit to people that report things. But anyways, go <laughs> Now, who reported that he was reporting it from the person that was reporting it? You know who we're talking about. <laughs> Moving on. Um, that, he he kind of, I don't know want to say like made it concrete, but he, he, he backed up the idea that the Padres have indeed been wanting Thor. There's been talks that the Padres were asking for Syndergaard at the fucking trade deadline. Um, this past year and no big surprise people mention it all the time like of course Preller's asking for these guys he asks about everybody he's just that kind of guy because you never know but the rumor is that the Mets and their new uh, GM Brady Van Buren I think is his name whoever his name is uh, uh, DeGrom's agent that the idea is that they're open to rebuilding but they don't want to really rebuild from a standpoint of tear it down kind of like what the Mariners are supposedly rumored their interest in Myers is it's not so much of a rebuild as it is a reload Get back guys who can plug into the Major League roster this year going forward that you can kind of re reset your roster a little bit while getting back value but also giving up value. So the talks have been is that supposedly the Mets are definitely interested in Austin Hedges, who we've talked about once they got me here. I think you got to run with one or the other. It makes, to me, Hedges expendable. Excellent defense. He slugs over 400, which is great for a catcher. Get the fuck out of here. It seems like know. he's been included in every single rumor that I've seen. I think people know. I think there's the idea. I know that they took the best trade available beforehand, but I also think there's a lot to say that once they got Mejia, it was he's catching. He's not playing third. He's not playing left. We're going to try to develop him as a catcher. We talked about this before. I've talked about it on Twitter. As much as I like the bat speed and there's upside with the bat because of the bat control, the idea he makes a lot of contact, the approach is horseshit, and yes, it's something that could and sometimes does get better as he ages. I think his bat plays best 100 to 120 times uh, a year behind the plate. To me, that's where you're going to get the most out of Mejia. No doubt. He's going to have more room to grow offensively if he's a catcher. Um, but with Hedges, there's talks that the you know the the uh, 
Mets want a right-handed bat. There's been talks about Renfro going over there, maybe including a prospect like a Knicks or an Allen or a Quantrill. Um, also, Margot has been included in the trade talks. I found that pretty interesting. As did I. So here's where I stand on that. Because I'm a Margot believer. I I beat I was beating the drum last year for Margot about, you know, he's having an offseason. If he had hit 20 points higher on balls in play, he hits the same slash line he did the year before. And with his defense, he's easily an everyday guy in center. And the reality is, if they move Margot, um, that creates a hole in center field, which ideally, even though he probably won't be good at it, would run Franchi Cordero out there mm-hmm. as your everyday center fielder, which... Maybe that makes room for Will in the outfield. Who knows? But maybe it does. Maybe it does. But if I'm the Padres, and that's the, tr- and then that it's like, okay, we're gonna give you Hedges, Margot, and now we just gotta decide on a on a young arm. I'm not gonna trade Morahone or Baez for two reasons. Morahone's been hurt, so I think like you might be se- not selling low, but I think there's more there if he can be healthy. I think Baez has upside. If, if it's like a Logan Allen or a Jacob Nix, maybe both. Both of them? Maybe it depends on if they get something else back. They'd have to get something else. I don't know if I'd trade. So it'd be Cindergard plus. Cindergard plus. You know, well they just. You know what they they might non-tender uh, Darno. Apparently, you need a backup catcher. And Darno, I mean, he has health issues, but there's upside there. True. So I mean, if I they, like him in a backup role. I do too. I mean, as worst case scenario, you can split time. You know, you give him maybe 40, 50 games, and you give him here the other one. You know, 10, 120. and maybe you keep Darno healthy, and you can actually tap into some of his upside just because he's not going to be relied on to catch all the time. So with that, if you trade Margot, you trade Hedges as kind of the main pieces in that trade to New York for Syndergaard. Yeah, you're right. Cordero plays center field, right? So then you're looking you at an outfield. You live or die with Franchi. Yeah, you're looking at an outfield that has Reyes, or it has Reyes, it has Franchi, it has Will Myers and Hunter Renfro. That doesn't look too hot. I... Honestly, I love that. <laughs> I love that idea. You don't love outfield defense until you're pitching. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I I feel like Franchi Cordero is not as bad as it seems out in center. Well, we've had plenty I'm of not, talks with them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, he's trash in center just because it hasn't been so hot lately. There, like, there's not he's enough athletic data. enough to figure it out. Yeah, we've, we've had tons of talks with, with John Conniff of Madfires about how he's gone in-depth with the organization about Franchi Cordero on that. It's not like the ability's not there. It's not like the athleticism isn't there. It's more, not even the instincts. It's more of, it's reading the ball and then taking better routes. To me, routes and reads, those are skills. You can improve on that as time goes on. Instincts are instincts. You either have them or you don't. He's got the raw tools to be there. It's a matter of, can he put it together? Even if he's average defensively in center field, which I think he could be, the way he hits the ball, I looked up an article earlier today on Fangraphs that they wrote about him last year. And this is why I love the Fangraph articles when they feature a player. Is they throw gifs and they just have him fucking unloading on like 113 mile an hour line drives. Yeah. That's hard to pass up. If this is going to create a spot where Franchi's the everyday guy in center field, I might be okay moving on from Margot. And I'm a Margot guy. I, think, I am too. I think Margot has more upside. To me, Margot's the kind of guy where I feel like we're going to move him. And instead of being what he's basically is right now, which is Juan Lacaris. He's gonna be like the he's gonna be what we wanted like a Maven type to be because he makes a lot of contact. Yeah. It's just a matter he's gonna live and die just like Hosmer does on balls and play. And I can see like what Lorenzo Kane was this year. Like I can see that you know being Margot's upside. Not a ton of home runs, but gets on base enough, makes a ton of contact, plays really Solid good defense. defense yeah. You know, improves his base running because I think base running is a skill. And, you know, I think that's more of a, a mental thing that he can improve on. I can see him flourishing in a different market. But 
we have Cordero as that fallback plan. And we still have Jankowski to come in and, you know, if we need to move Cordero to a corner right. and put Jankowski in center. If that's going to get it, if that's what it takes, and then plugging in like a Logan Allen or, or a, a Jacob Nix or mm-hmm. as much as I would hate it, a Joey Lucchese, who is easily their best starter last year. Yeah, but if you send Lucchese away, then or, you're taken away from their, their team right now. And well, if, if you're getting Syndergaard, I mean, the idea is. If you're sending Nix, you are too. But Syndergaard basically not replaces as much as Lucchese. Lucchese. Yeah, that's true. Not but I like much. Joey Luke. I think he averaged like 10Ks per nine. Yeah, I like Fuego yeah. too. I mean, when I initially heard that the Padres were thinking about uh, bringing in Syndergaard, like, you, you initially read the things like, oh, hey, Mejia, Mejia or Urias might be or included. Tatis. Or, well, we all know Tatis isn't doing <laughs> well, I know, but that's what you think because that's the Mets what you are right think. to ask for him. Yeah, so I'm like, no, dude, no, it makes no sense. But if the deal is centered around Hedges and Margot and an arm – I'm doing that. Dude. Yeah. I'm doing that. But there better be other pieces that happen too. Like it doesn't make sense to get it doesn't make sense to get uh Cindergard. He has three years of control when you still have other holes. You put this out on Twitter and it was an absolutely great uh a great uh point of yours where you said twenty nineteen if they only get Cindergard, you basically get him for two years because twenty nineteen is a loss no matter what you do. Yeah. All you're doing, you're you're taking on the risk of him being injured. Yeah. That's all. That's all you're doing for 2019. So if you're gonna bring him in, there better there better be other moves. You need you need some starters. They have a great bullpen, but if you do that, if they bring in uh, you gotta get guys that can give at least five to six innings. If you bring in that Kikuchi guy, you bring him in, you sign him, um, or you look at other guys. Bring in Corbin, dude. Corbin's been great. So if you bring in another piece, yeah, then I, then I like that because I feel like if if they bring in Cinder. Okay, let's say they bring in Syndergaard. Let's say they make all the trades, right? So let's say they move Myers to Seattle. They get Leak to bulk up the back end innings. They get Segura to play short. Let's say they sign, and we'll touch on him in a second. You say Kikuchi. Right? They sign him. I think he's comparable to Corbin, other than he hasn't had Tommy John. Right. And I'll touch on this more. He's had some history of shoulder injuries. But he rates the same way. Probably a number two pitcher. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe they adjust where cause they've had studies throwing fastballs left often, less often might lead to greater health, so maybe they do that. But they get so now you have a top of the rotation where you've got Kikuchi, you've got uh, or Cindergard, Kikuchi, and Leaker three. Then you've got you know uh, Fuego as your four, and now you can just basically pick whoever because we know Paddock probably assuming health makes a rotation. Right. If they still have him, Quantra probably gets it depending on who they send over. Logan Allen, Morahone, Baez, those guys might see some time. Nick's if he's not in the deal, and so let's say that trade goes through. So now you have Cindergard. You have Kikuchi. You have Leak. You have Segura at short. Okay, let's put Tatis at third. I like Tatis. I love Tatis as a shortstop. But putting him at third makes the team better. Now you have the outfield where you have Cordero in center. You have Reyes in left or right. You have Renfro in left or right. You know, Hosmer's obviously stuck. You have Mejia behind the plate. You have Urias at second. To me, that's an exciting team. Yeah. I think that can squeak out. I think getting Cindergard, if he the problem with Cindergard is that I think if you have Cindergard, you have those arms, you make those other moves. Yeah, they'll be around five hundred. I, I agree. My issue with Cindergard is that he's got three years of control left. In his time in the big leagues, he's only hit more than hundred and fifty innings twice. He's only hit one eighty. He's only made thirty starts one time. His year he hit one eighty, that was his best year. He's only made one fifty twice. So or three times because of the one eighty year. Um, he averages 130 innings a year because of the time missed. Like 2017 missed a lot of time. Mm-hmm. This year, I think he missed a little bit of time too. So you're taking on that risk. Now, maybe because his idea is to go out there and just fucking gas it. Right. Maybe you say, hey, you've got more than enough stuff movement where you don't need to fucking max it out every single time. You know, Maybe take a little off. Maybe throw a little bit more of your fucking 88-mile-an-hour slider instead of 92. Still have the same stuff, but more durability and more health. Maybe you can do that. But... 
that's my only issue with, with that. But if they get him and they get the other two guys, Leak and, and Kikuchi, and they plug in Segura when Tatis eventually comes up, I think you have the makings of an above 500 team. It'd take a lot, and you'd have to hope for health on Thor's end. But if they're going to do that, they have. if they're going to sign Syndergaard, they have to get Kikuchi. They have to get Kikuchi if they're going to trade for Syndergaard. Or at least someone else. Yeah, or Corbin. Or Corbin. Yeah, they have to do something, because otherwise you're right. They're just wasting a year or two years of his time. Now, Kikuchi would be more than likely the cheaper option. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that the Padres would go that route. I think they're smart to go that route, because I don't think he has less upside than Corbin. Um, the only issue is, how is he going to pitch over here with not pitching once a week, but every five days? And he's had some shoulder issues, but per Fangraphs, you guys can go on there. They have it on their front page, the top 50 uh, free agents. Where they give nice little uh, you know histories, backgrounds, what they think his contract would be. Corbin's probably going to get like five years, hundred million, which I think is fair. Uh, Kikuchi right now is going to get he's he's grading out there, estimating four years at about fourteen million approximately for what he could be, which is at worst he's a three or four bulk innings guy at worst, you know, down the line, but could be a number two assuming health and he makes the adjustments. That's a fucking steal. Okay, well, let me ask you this. So I'm, I'm trying to visualize the uh, the lineup that you put out there, and I'll kind of go over it. Uh, corners, you have some variation of uh, Renfro Reyes. You have uh, Cordero, Franchi Cordero in center. I'm talking about your situation that you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, third base, Tatis. Short, you have Segura. Second base, you have Urias. First base, Hosmer. Behind the plate, you have Francisco Mejia. Let me ask you, do you think that that team is good enough to win a championship? Well, well, if anything could happen, I think that yes or no. Good. Let's say yes or no. Oh, God, that's so hard. Yes or no. That's what she said. <laughs> I haven't watched this show in a while. I need to get back on it. Oh gosh. Is that team good enough to win a championship? Because I don't think so. I don't think it is. I think you need more than that. I think you need a little bit. It depends. It's it's so okay. Hard to say. Well, the, yeah. I think on the I surface, I think you need a little no. bit more too. Okay, so on the surface, no. But if you look at all those guys, you look at the contracts that they're locked into. That's your team for the next three or four years. That is your team. Those guys, that's what you're running out. There's no other places to improve that don't involve the the mound. Right? Like, no, not that, necessarily. Those are your guys, dude. Those are your guys. If you go that route, those are your guys. And I don't think that's good enough. If you look at the other teams out there, that's not good enough. I don't think the outfield is good enough, but I think there's room to grow on that front. Like, to me, the only guy the only guy you're really committing to, because, like, I mean, I, I wrote it down here for you, but the only guy you're really committed to is Hosmer. There's no way, unless the Royals magically – Claim him off waivers in August, which I would just dump him if they did that. Oh god, that's not going to happen. It's not. No, realistic. Then you're stuck with Hosmer, right? Like nobody's going to take him unless he happens to hit like gangbusters for four years and decides to opt out. You're stuck with him. That's not happening. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. So you're stuck with him. You're not committed to Urias. You're not committed to Tatis. But you are you, committed to Tatis. You, you are to a because if you get rid of those guys, you're abandoning the process. That's true. But even then, I think I think those guys play up. I think they're better than what we have now. I think Segura is, at least for two more years, an above-average everyday shortstop. I don't think he's going to hit Eric Ibar. Uh, what the hell is the guy that had Alexi Ramirez territory while under contract? I think that comes well after he's you know under uh, done with that deal. Cordero, I think, has upside. And like I said, if you move him to center, the bar for offense is a little bit lower. You just have to hope he plays good enough defense to do it, which is I think he'll be fine. Renfro and Reyes is where you have some 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 wiggle room in terms of moving around. So those are really the guys that I think keep this from being a playoff. Because to me, a championship caliber team is a team that can consistently get into the playoffs and win 90 or more games. Because once you're in, who the hell knows, right? Once you're in, who knows? Yeah. But I think their outfield, because their pitching is, I think, with enough depth, 
that they have, even if they trade one or two guys from it to get, you know. I think if we're if we're yeah. standing in the same place a year from today, I think the the pitching staff and the future of the pitching staff is a lot clearer than it is right now. I think, and so that too. can either be a really good thing or uh, mm, damn, that maybe sucks. An iffy thing. <laughs> but I think thing. I think getting if they happen to make all these moves that are rumor, right? They're able to dump Myers and get Segura and Leak. They're able to get Cindergard for only Hedges and Margot and maybe a Nix or an Allen or even a Lucchese. And they sign Yusei Kukuchi. I think that pushes them into an 80-win. I mean, Thor is going to be assuming health. Right? We have to assume health. Easily five-win boost. Well, if there you healthy. go. That's exactly what HJ yeah. was saying on yeah. Twitter. Easily, it, assuming health. Yeah, assuming health. <laughs> easily a five. But, I mean, the difference with him is that and we're not... And working with Darren Balsley. Uh, that, <laughs> we're not assuming either of those things. This right. is just more, you know, because he's a legitimate... You know, front line starting. He's a top of the rotation arm, which is they may or may not have. As much as we like Paddock, two pitch pitchers can do very well, but they're not track record wise top of the rotation starters, right? We don't really have that right now, except for Gore, who is untouchable to me. You know, just I would not trade anybody for Gore at this point, uh, given the you know contract and all that. So, assuming that I think you know if they get Leak and they get Thor and they get Kikuchi and they still have Lucchese and they got Paddock who can come up. Quantra Morahone, Baez, guys who can eat innings at the back end to, to stretch everything out. With their bullpen, if they don't move Stammen and Yates and Castillo continues to do what he does, Stock does what he does, I think they're a competitive team. I think they're an above-average team. I think they can Yeah, but they're not a championship card. team. No, they're so not. So then what's the point? No, they're not. But the Braves last year on a championship team, and Donaldson certainly doesn't make them one either. They're still going out and making moves to improve. If those deals are on the table and that's as little as they have to give up, I'm doing it because it makes them better now. It makes them better in 2019. It makes them better in 2020. And then you have more reinforcements coming up at 21 on. And you haven't dumped, delved into your farm system to get these guys. You know, Kikuchi only costs money. If Syndergaard really only costs a combination of hedges, an arm, and or Renfro, or my, ideally, they'll, Margot. ideally they'll take Margot. Right. Ideally they'll take Margot. And even then, honestly, like... Or not Margot, excuse me. Ideally they'll take Renfro. Because they want a right-handed bat. Ideally, they'll take Renfro, and then if you have to throw in like Logan Allen, I, I like Logan Allen a lot. He's been the best piece they've gotten back for Kimbrel so far. Well, we're assuming but, that a trade between the Mets and the Padres for Syndergaard would include Hedges, would include include Margot, and also or, Ren, or Renfro. It's it's been flip flop on which one they want, on which one. We'll assume they that they would want to go for Margot. Yeah, because I feel like he he has the higher. Well, upside. they need. A, I mean, they have Nimmo in center, but he might be a platoon guy, but still. Yeah, you know, but they want a right-handed bat. But ideally, they take Renfro because then Cordero can plug into left and then uh, or right or whatever, and then Reyes can play every day because I like him better than Renfro, anyways. But either way, it, it makes them into a team where you're kind of like where the Braves were last year. Like they look good on paper. You know, they ended up looking good on paper. I think the Padres have, be- have strong reinforcements coming. They look better on paper. It makes them better in the next three years. The only thing you have to worry about is 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 Syndergaard going to be healthy. That's right. my only worry. But if you have a leak who can eat bulk innings, you have Kikuchi who can be, you know, a default number two. Plus, you have the Paddocks and Quantrills and Baez and Morahones guys coming up, and you have Lucchese who's still there. I do think that they can take on that kind of risk for next year and make a push. Yeah. So I want to show you this thing that I'm writing down here because I'm going to do. Assuming I can read your handwriting. Here's here's the thing that I really like about the Padres. And where where they're at. So they have the prospect capital where they could trade for almost anyone. They could probably get Mike Trout. Well, maybe not. I mean, assuming he was on the market, they could trade for Mike Trout. 
Yeah. Assuming he was on the market. Well, yeah, of course. Um, they have the prospect capital to trade for anyone. They have the the payroll flexibility, whether they spend it or not. It's oh, there. I know where you're going. They have the payroll flexibility. <laughs> and so I like it. Look at this, what I just wrote down there. Okay, so here's what I did for those of you at home. So I put Tatis back at short. Okay, we're not making that Segura deal anymore. Let's say we do Danny's deal, right? We trade Myers to the Braves. We get back Camargo. At that point, you have Camargo at third. You have Tatis at short. And you trade... Um, Let's say Renfro goes in part of that deal. Whatever. Yeah. Renfro's gone in one way or the other, right? So I replace Renfro with, guess what? We have, what, $80 million to spend? 80? That's if not just more. if we want to be average. Yeah, the, if not more, right? So I crossed out Renfro, right? I put in Bryce Harper, okay? Yep. Camargo third. Tatis short. Urias second. Hosmer first. Mejia behind the plate. Alfred, you have Reyes in left. You have Cordero in center. Harper in right. That's instantly. That type of player puts you over the top. Bryce Harper. What we had before yeah. isn't enough. That I'm I'm riding with that. I will ride or die with that squad, and it does nothing. If if you trade Myers, you don't give up any capital except you for give what you up get for no, Thor. Yeah, exactly. And then all you do is you pay, dude. You pay Harper, and you're still taking a lot of money to the bank. And you can say, hey, we spend money. Look, we brought in Bryce Harper, and he's gonna opt out in five years anyways. The the way I would do it, like Harper wants. And I, and I don't want to... Dude, we are beating the shit out of a dead horse because we've done nothing but say, like, they have room for Harper. They have room for Machado. They have clearly room for both! <laughs> yeah, clearly they do. But the thing is, like, there's no doubt about it. It makes them better. That's why I don't understand. Significantly I better. I hate... I hate how Fowler comes out like, oh, we're just not going to do that. We're never going to be that team. They're folding, dude. They're folding before the game even starts. Agreed. Agreed. They're not even signing up to play. That makes way too much sense, dude. High risk, high stakes. We're out. God, we're man. gonna go play. Uh, Uno. It's so frustrating. It's go so fish. frustrating because no. I feel like that team right there. I'm I'm riding with that team. Even if you don't get Camargo, right? You like you get Myers, and let's say you move Renfro in a different deal, and you go uh, Machado. Now I'll be honest. I like Machado a lot. I think Harper has the higher potential of the two. I like Machado, but this year offensive, like he's never been a big on base guy in terms of like he's 350, 360. This was his best year offensively. If I look it up, I'm pretty sure. But he's never been what Harper could be offensively, even like with an on-base standpoint. I like Harper a lot more than I like Machado, but I would take either or. The thing is that you can offer a contract to Harper. It's like, hey, you know, we'll give you the richest contract in the game. We'll give you 450 over 10 years. We'll give you, uh, you know, 50 mil a year for the first three, 40 year mil for the next two, and then you can fucking opt out if you want. What is that math? 80 and 150, 200 and some odd dollars the first five years. So you're going to be getting 40 guaranteed the Average first annual years. 40. Yeah. 40 for So you'll have the highest per year salary. You'll have the highest total. And if you want to fucking opt out at age 29 after five years or age 30 after five years, see you later. If not, then we'll just, you know, tier the next one. You're going to opt out after two. And then you can decide if you want to spend your last three years here on the contract or not. Right. I could do, you could do that with fucking Machado because he's probably going to get 30. But if you have to overpay, he wants to play short. If you have to come out and say, We'll give you a 10-year, $380 million contract. You're going to make 40 to 45 a year the first five years, and you can opt out if you want. He's not going to fucking turn that down. I don't give two flying farts what team he plays on or what they're going to do next year. Flying farts? Flying farts. See, the reason why I, br- why I bring up Harper is Harper and his wife recently made a trip to San oh, Diego. Oh, God. And they, Did they have a cup of coffee? So they stayed They stayed at the Pendry on the Padres' dime. So Supposedly. Was that, like, verified? Dude, that's... Yes, that's a fact. Is it? Yes, that's oh. a fact. Now, it... it it kind of makes me wonder, like, why are you doing that? Like, the Padres aren't going to waste their time, 
right? No, no, they're not. When it comes to something like that, Preller is not going to waste his time. Yeah, when it seems that when it comes to something like that, what I think ultimately it is, it's like, hey, they want to plant seed. Hey, Bryce, yeah, we want to be friends. Hey, before you sign, let us know where you're at. Like, this is what we have to offer. Um, just keep us in mind. I think she does a, love the the temple. Yeah, I think it was a keep us in mind kind of kind of maybe visit. However, if they planted that seed, I feel like I don't know. I, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Either of them makes sense. I'd rather have Harper because I think the offensive upside is better. Yeah, he gets on base, dude. A ton. Yeah. And, and I, mean, I don't think his defense is as bad as it was last year. I think he's bad at winning a lot of injury. Yeah, that's why I don't give a fuck about war, dude. Yeah. That's why I couldn't care. I couldn't possibly care less. It's about just what it a reference point. It's uh-huh. not the end all be all. He gets on base at a 400 clip. Even if he ends up hitting 280 with a 400 on base and 500 slugging in his mid 20s, that's a win. Absolutely worth it. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. Well, I think we just solved how the Padres can get to their uh, <laughs> next championship. I like my more realistic approach with the uh, Segura, Kikuchi. That's not Syndergaard. enough, though, dude. It's not. It's not enough to 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 get past the Dodgers. But I mean, realistically, they're probably never going to get past the Dodgers. I don't think. I to me, their goal is to leapfrog the Diamondbacks, who are probably selling, uh, and to leapfrog the Rockies, who probably won't be good. At, this is probably like their year to to really go for it because Arenado is going to hit free agency and probably get a two hundred million dollar contract. So. Yeah. Um, that's the goal is to leapfrog those two guys or those two teams and then try to get in. Because they're probably not, I mean, barring the Dodgers just collapsing again or getting mauled by injuries like they were this year, it's going to be hard to win divisions. I mean, I want them to win a division. I think it's there, but it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. Really difficult. The idea is to at least try to get in and then go for I think the team that, you know, the Cindergard, Kikuchi, Leak, Segura, and then all the young guys going in there, I think that team gives them a chance to get in. I think you build around that team and on top of that team, and that gives them a stronger chance going forward to win the division. So it's a good base to try to get in and then build on top of to get to that division lead. Yeah. I, I don't see where you would build on top of that. Well, you have room in the corners. You still have prospects you can move at that point. If Tatis and Arias establish themselves, even if, if Potts establishes himself, there's always talk that he can move. He, ha- he has the upside as a bat to move to a corner outfield. And it's not like he's Chase Headley in the corner outfield, the old cement shoes over there. He'd actually be have he's gonna play on the left side of the field. It's a matter of is he gonna play third or is he gonna play left? If that's the guy and he hits enough, we're like, well, we have Tatis at third, Segura's locked in. Fuck it, pots go to left. You're a good bat, you're an above average bat, we'll just move you to left and we'll figure the rest of this out. And they have a shit ton of pitching. And in two or three years, Ornellis might be ready and they can figure out a way to get him in there because Renfro and Ray's probably aren't gonna be here. That long. There's ways to get around it. You can mix and match and move guys around. Yeah. I really like your Camargo idea. Well, I should rephrase that. I like my Camargo idea that you are now on board for, seemingly. Yeah. Tentatively on board. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I, I feel like there's a lot of different directions that it could go. Uh, the GM meetings or winter meetings are uh, next month, right? I believe they gotta so. they got to be sometime in December. So yeah. I think, dude, by by the end of this year, by the end of next month, I a really, month from now, I think it's going to be a lot clearer. I feel good that I Something's think... Something's going to happen. I think we're going to get Cindergard. Something's got to I would say 50-50, I think we're going to get uh, Cindergard. You know, someone came out and said like, hey, you know what? These are just reported trades that people on Twitter are throwing out there. That really, a lot of the trade scenarios that we toss out there on Twitter some are dog are, shit. Yeah, some of them are pretty bad. You should see the ones... Uh, other teams toss out. They definefitely have to get Tatis, Mejia, oh, yeah, and terrible. then at least throw in a paddock type. Yeah, it's There's terrible. no way. 
There's no way. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm trying my best not to overreact when I see this this stuff and just kind of wait until something happens. But God, dude, I'm jonesing for some baseball. So it's like with with no baseball. December on, uh, December 9th, I think they have a job fair on the eighth, and I think December 9th is uh, even better open for business. Even better. Was that two, next week? Two weeks. Week and a half. Two weeks. Even better, man. Because I'm I'm really excited for something to happen. I am I itching like, for a fucking deal. Yeah. Well, let me put this, let me rephrase it. I am itching for a good deal. If I find out they traded Tatis. They're not trading Tatis. I might die. They're not trading Tatis. <coughs> As you start to choke. They're not, tra- they're not trading Tatis. Choked I would be shocked and mortified if they trade Tatis. It's not going to happen. Well, they've already. Not even, not even the Padres there's can There's been fuck some that solid up. sources that have already come out and said, like, there's no way he's trading Tatis or Urias. Yeah. Like, I saw um, I saw that Mickey Koch said that, Ken Rosenthal said that um, he talked to someone in the front office and that the Padres moving uh, moving Tatis is not likely to happen. No, so highly unlikely. Make sure you follow Mickey Mickey Koch for all of Ken Rosenthal's breaking news. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll check in with you guys later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, any, final, any final words here about an hour in? Uh, any, any predictions that happen? I'm going to predict, I think, of all the moves. I, I think two things. I think they're going to get Thor 50-50 chance. I think... I'm 65% sure they're going to sign Kikuchi. I think Kikuchi ends up wearing a Padre uniform. Really? Okay. So you're saying Kikuchi and you're saying Cindergard. I'm saying Kikuchi more than likely. Uh, I'm saying 50-50 on Cindergard, which will be interesting because then that opens up some possibilities for some trades. But I think those are I think those two guys, as far as acquiring talent outside of the organization, I think those are two of the likeliest moves. Yeah. I'm I'm... I'm willing to say that I I'm starting to think the Cindergard's going to happen. It feels like it because it keeps going. Like the Myers to Seattle do- talk died pretty quickly. Like yeah. we didn't hear anything from that since the Cindergard talk is still going. I really do see like a way that that would make sense given the players that the Mets are eyeing if they really want to reload instead of rebuild. Like hey, let's turn this around in a couple years and then go from there. But uh, so my official prediction right now is that the Cindergard trade happens before we'll say before the end of the year. And if something like big happens, yeah, we'll we'll do another podcast. My prediction is that the Cindergard trade is gonna happen, and we are not gonna be happy about it. Oh God! I feel like the Padres gonna end up having to give up too much and more than more than what either you and I are gonna be comfortable with. Well, let's see. Well, Omar Minaya is still over there, and the new guy doesn't know what he's doing, and the Wilpons are dumb. So let's hope AJ just fleeces one more NL East team. We'll see. We'll see. And uh, if that happens, guys, we'll check in with you. Thanks for coming back. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. We're out of here.